Welcome to Intentional Leadership with Coach Bob Reich, navigating through circumstances. Coach Bob tackles the issues that plague business professionals today with candor and transparency. He provides real answers to real-world issues with his years of experience and practical wisdom. He will inspire you with value and provide you with practical answers to help you navigate through life's great circumstances. And here is Coach Bob. Have you ever been frustrated because you were unable to persuade somebody to your viewpoint? Ever frustrated because you were unable to close that deal? Or you knew that you had somebody's best interest, however, you were unable to show them the direction that you thought was best for them to go? Today, we're going to talk about the art of persuasion. This is Bob Risch with an episode of Intentional Leadership, Navigating Through Your Circumstances. Thank you again for joining me today as we talk about something very important, the art of persuasion. When we talk about persuasion, it's really important to understand that there are three elements involved. The first element is listening. It's important to listen intently. It's important to listen with interest and it's important to listen genuinely because when you are not listening everybody knows it it's important to listen at a level that your mind is quiet oftentimes when we're listening to people there's a lot of things going into our through our minds not only the activities of the day but oftentimes what's going through our mind is the answer that we have already prepared before they started speaking we need to listen with a quiet mind what does that mean we need to shut out as much as we can everything going on around us so the only thing that we are focused in is what are they saying even more important, what are they trying to say? That quiet mind is important, and also what needs to be removed is what our intention is to respond. We need to wait till they are completed so our response is in response to what they've said, not what we've already assumed or what we already decided. Number two, we need to understand that asking questions is important. You hear me talk a lot about questions because it's more important to ask questions in the right way than to just ask questions. Are your questions truly discovery-based or are they closing-based? When you ask questions, are you discovering more about them? Is your intention to ask questions to learn what they're thinking? Are you asking questions to find out what their opinion is without an injection of your own opinion or your own intentions? It's really important to ask the right questions, not questions that are already assuming that you're already going to make a sale or assuming that you already know the answer. And then third, it's really important to understand how to tell. This is different than speaking or public speaking or how to speak on stage. Are you speaking with intention? Are you telling them what they need to hear based on your true understanding of what they've already said? Not your assumption of what you think they said or going to say. 
Telling with intention is very important because you are responding in a way that is in response to what you've already learned, not what you've already assumed. Because of today's fast pace, it has never been easier to be persuasive. With the tools that we have today like Google and Bing and all the different uh, engines that we have that can give us information at a fingertip. We're able to grab information and learn things literally at the drop of a moment. We can Google pretty much anything that we want and we can become an expert or a perceived expert within seconds. It doesn't require good looks, a silver tongue, or even a high expertise of logic to be persuasive. It does not require confidence, charisma, or even a magnetic personality. It's a simple matter of how are you able to cut through the smoke? How are you able to see through the mirrors? Cutting through the smoke is the hard part. In fact, if you develop your persuasive powers to a level that allows them to feel comfortable around you, it's, a, it's amazing what happens that you can become persuasive even in a stronger sense than people who are known or have maybe persuasive skills. Before we really venture into this art of persuasion, I want to talk about an exercise. Try this sometime. Walk into a magic shop wherever you live and spend in a half an hour or an hour looking at all the magic tricks. Look at all the different things that are available. And what I want you to do is pick the one that baffles you the most. Pick the one that really confuses you and you really don't understand how it's done. Then when you purchase that magic trick, I want you to go to your car, open up the instructions. You know, if you're like me, you can't wait to get home anyhow, but open it up and discover how the trick works. If you do this, I can predict with a high accuracy of what will happen. You're going to be disappointed. The secrets behind many tricks, even some that you sometimes think are miracles, are often very simple. And oftentimes, once you understand how simple they really are, you will feel very, you feel very disappointed when you discover how it's done. Why? Is because you're going to think, this is ridiculous. Anybody can do this. This is not going to fool anybody because now it's going to make sense. At this point, if you're like most people, you will put the trick away and consider and wonder, did you really spend that money on a good thing? Why did I spend my money on something so ridiculous? But if you're honest with yourself, you'll have another thought. Wait a minute. It can't be that ridiculous. It actually fooled me. And with this one thought, you have risen to a whole new level of honesty and understanding that very few people experience. You have discovered that most of the magical things in life on and off the stage are often a result of a correct application of the most basic principles that we have at our fingertips. Oftentimes when you think of magic tricks, they're nothing but simple 
sleight of hand. They're nothing but simple principles that when you can show somebody the magic or what's perceived magic, oftentimes you can allow them to perceive that you're actually magical. I want to talk about five of the most important insights that we have that's going to help us to be very, very perceptive and allow people to persuade people at a completely different level than they've ever done before. The, the first most important insight that I want to teach you today is encourage their dreams. I want you to encourage their dreams. Unfortunately, a lot of times what happens is parents and family members and bosses and people around us often discourage people's dreams. Sometimes for their own good. They don't want them to get too big of a head. They don't want them to get too ahead of themselves. They want to make sure that they don't get disappointed. And a lot of times, even though that the, the a lot of times is the intentions are good, oftentimes it can be very damaging. And oftentimes people accept this as normal until somebody comes along and shows them that their dreams are actually good. They encourage their dreams. They encourage to, them to dream at a level that they've never dreamed before. And it's amazing when this happens, who do you think has the most power? The person who restricted their dreams or the person who encouraged their dreams? The second insight is justify their failures. Oftentimes, millions of people cheer people like Dr. Phil when he says things like, accept responsibility for your actions, accept responsibility for your mistakes. And oftentimes, we often see this concept of taking responsibility for what you've done. And yes, I agree with that. Yes, that's very important because people need to take responsibility for their actions. They need to take responsibility for what they've done. But oftentimes, people take responsibilities that is not necessarily theirs. They're taking responsibilities for other people. They're taking responsibilities for the past. They're taking responsibilities of things that they don't need to be responsible for. When you're able to justify their failures, not in a way of avoiding responsibility, but seeing that they have failed, but also encourage them that failure is not fatal. Oftentimes, instead of holding them accountable to their failures, what about if we show them how their failures can become learning opportunities? They can become an opportunity to become even greater. It's not something that they need to be held back because of the failure, but those failures can propel them into greatness. Number three, being an ally for their fears. When we are afraid, it is almost impossible to concentrate on anything else. And while everyone knows this, what do we do when somebody else is afraid and we need to get their attention? We tell them not to be a not to be afraid. We tell them to don't be afraid that there's nothing to be afraid of. Does this work? Very rarely. And yet, we always do it. What we need to do is realize that they are afraid. We need to 
stand beside them and talk to them and ask them questions about their fears so we can find out the reason for the fears. So we can together discuss what is the reason that they have these fears. And a lot of times when you stand beside them and not tell them to not be afraid, but what we do is talk about the fears and show them that they don't need to be afraid, oftentimes they will see us as an ally and not an enemy. We will, they will see us as somebody who is the trusted advisor and not somebody who is just making that fear even greater. When you are afraid, do you want to be around the person that makes the fear even stronger or supports you through that fear? Number four, confirming their suspicions. One of the favorite things I say is, and a lot of people say is, I knew it. There is nothing quite like having our suspicions confirmed. When another person confirms something that we suspect, we not only feel a surge of superiority, but oftentimes we feel attracted to the one that helps us through our suspicions. Many times, great leaders in our history have confirmed suspicions about different fears and different things that are going on. Oftentimes, cults also confirm the suspicions of of members by telling them and their families that other people are out to sabotage them. They kind of confirm that what they're doing and what they're feeling is okay. Oftentimes, it's a simple thing to confirm suspicions of those who are desperate to believe them. Not necessarily to confirm and support those, but also let people know that you're listening to what their, what their suspicions are. And when you listen to them, oftentimes, instead of allowing them to walk into suspicions, a lot of times what we can do is we can help them walk away from their suspicions. We can, once they see that we're willing to listen to them, oftentimes they will listen to us when we show them logic, when we show them other possible solutions or other possible reasons for their suspicions. We become a trusted advisor and not somebody who is enabling them to continue in their suspicions. And finally, helping them throw rocks at their enemies. I love this one. Helping them throw rocks at their enemies. There's nothing like having an enemy in common. There's nothing like realizing how sometimes when you're really angry with somebody, having somebody else come and not to condemn you, but to also say, you know what, I understand why you're feeling this way. I understand everything that you're talking about because I've gone through some of the same things. I had a client today that says about a boss, she said, I hate that man. And a lot of times our first reactions are to say, no, that's wrong. You shouldn't do that. I was able to stand beside her and say, I understand why you're saying that because they did this, this, and this. And I can understand that because I had a situation that I said I actually hated a person because of what they were doing. And I was able to say, yes, I understand what you're going through. But then I was able to say, but what we can't do is allow them to control our thinking through the hate. When we allow it to go and we focus on what we need to do and not focus on our emotions about them, it's amazing how much freedom that gives us. 
However, sometimes we need that person that's willing to stand beside us and listen to us and hear us out. Instead of saying we're wrong, but say, you know what, I can definitely relate to what you're saying because I think you have a point. The fact here is, while these insights seem to be common and they're common sense, there is anything but common practice. What we need to do is understand what is missing. What is missing is you. Notice how all of these insights is all about the other person. It's all about what they are experiencing. It's not about what we have. It's not about who we are. And that's the key. It's about not about my wants, about my needs, or about my hopes. It's about them. And it's about generally focusing on their needs. How to be persuasive. It's not about what I have. It's about focusing on where they are at. And it's a powerful thing when people see that we're really listening to them. When, when we ask questions, we're asking questions to get to know more about what they're experiencing. And when we say things, it's in a response to what they're saying to help them get where they need to be. How often have you talked to somebody and they're looking at the wall behind you, they're staring through you, they're not paying any attention, you can see it in their eyes that they're really not focused on you. The key to persuasion is not about focusing on you, but focusing on them. Are you able to say, I, are you able to say that you will do anything for those who encourage you, encourage your dreams, justify your failures, ally their fears, confirm their suspicions, and help them throw rocks at their enemies? It's, a pace, it's amazing how when people see that you are there for them, it's amazing how persuasive you can be because oftentimes what you will hear is, thank you for listening. What would you like to say? Because now they're interested in hearing what you have to say because you are persuasive. Thank you for listening to today's episode on Intentional Leadership, Navigating Through Your Circumstances. It is an honor to spend time with you each and every week. If you would like to reach out to me, you can reach me at 623-628-1996 or coach at bobrish.com. I invite you to follow me on LinkedIn. You can find my profile at linkedin.com forward slash IM forward slash Robert Rish. Also, there are opportunities for sponsorships available. Please reach out for more details. Now, as you are able, I ask you to consider supporting this program financially. As we are constantly improving and growing to a larger audience, we depend on your generosity. Please click the support this podcast button and it'll give you more details. It is an honor to partner with you as we increase our significance. Have a great day and see you next time.